0: Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further, you're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. Andrew Jouse of FACT HVAC Air Conditioning and Heating will be here with us. Andrew is going to share with us the innovative way to repair, maintain, and replace your home's environment. Also with us today is Corey McGuire. He will introduce the Eco's Power Cube. The power cube is built from a shipping container and can impact our civilization in ways you can't possibly imagine. All that and more this week on Boxcar Universe, your home for containers, sustainable lifestyle living. And we want to welcome all our listeners to the show. Uh, this is our, I guess, Mel, we could call this our Christmas show, being that I guess it's so. going to be, it's, yeah. yeah, it's going to be like um, pre Christmas Eve posting, <laughs> I guess. How I have we,
2: anxiety already.
1: You do, huh? Okay. <laughs> do you get all your shopping done? No. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Looks like it's looked like either cr- crash Amazon or run to the store time.
2: You know, I just, uh, we're going to just do a, a pajama party with boys. And, um, I think I was thinking just to keep it simple and give them cash because that's what every young man wants anyway. Right.
1: Right. Colin, would you, would you say, would you attest to that? Sure," (laughs) i
2: know there's like really no thought behind it right but then it's like you know i was going through the closet steve the other day and i literally pulled out two christmas presents that i got malachi luke last year that have never come out of the packages really yep and i thought to myself you know what a waste of money like obviously we can donate that but I just thought, you know, maybe I just give them a gift card or money and let them go get what they want because then they'll actually use it.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you know, it's that time of the year where we're talking about uh, all things holiday season, and uh, we want to wish all our listeners uh, a really safe and happy holiday season as well as, you know, it's also we're going to be starting to think about, you know, I think after Christmas, we're all going to start thinking about, you know, New Year's is only a week after that. And uh, it's that time where people start talking about New Year's, uh, you know, resolutions and things that you want to accomplish in 2024. And I think all of us would attest to the fact that we really need a good 2024. But on the other hand, too, is like, you know, thinking about your home, whether it be a container home, or your cabin castle or whatever you're living in, you need to make sure obviously that you do some preventative work and think about, you know, your heating, your air conditioning, uh, and and what's going on with the unit. Because I think a lot of times that particular part of your home, uh, it gets taken for granted because, you know, you turn the thermostat on, you know, you feel it you feel the heat or the air conditioning and it just, it just, you know, it's, it's, you go about your daily business and until all of a sudden one day, all of a sudden when it stops working, much like when, you know, maybe your car breaks down and you're like, Oh my God, now what do I do? Who do I call? And, you know, these are things that we, sometimes we can prevent that stuff from happening. And, you know, even though we're, it, it's winter time. Uh, And especially here in the in the southwest where most homes have heat pumps, you know, and, uh, you know, a a friend of mine said many years ago, you know, when you run your air conditioning all year long and then all of a sudden, you know, when it starts to get cold and you have to turn the heat on and all of a sudden you flip the switch and, and turn the heat on, it's like going down the freeway, slamming your car into reverse after you're doing like 70 miles an hour. It doesn't do your unit any good, and it definitely needs to be looked at periodically for spring and uh, and fall when it starts to chill out again. so but um, our good friend Andrew Jouse from fact HVAC is here with us, and he's going to tell us how to repair and maintain it and or replace, if necessary, the most important thing to in the way you live. Andrew, welcome to Boxcar Universe. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Andrew, tell us a little bit about your company because you know we had met uh, at the last home show over in uh, Scottsdale at Westworld, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got a pretty successful HVAC business, and you do a lot of different things. So, tell us a little bit about get us started. What about, uh, tell us about the company? Yeah, so
3: uh, Fact HVAC, we we started this company. Uh, really with the concept and the mindset of being transparent and believing in radical transparency, not only as a company culture, but also just as a consumer to business relationship. So when we looked at it, we just said, what are we going to do differently? And whether it's automotive or home services, giving people facts so they can make fact-based decisions was at the core of our development. So that was a huge thing for us is no matter what level of person within the company, their mindset and their goal is to be transparent and factual with the customer. That way the customer makes the right decision for them and their family based off of the facts.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Uh, an, an Im- informed homeowner is going to be, it's going to be key because a lot of times, you know, and cause you see all kinds of different homeowners. The, with different levels of knowledge it all depends on what they're talking about you know and mel i go through that especially mel with the interior design work you know when you go in and sometimes you have to you go deeper into the explanation so that they understand what we're doing it it's like you know which units are better how the unit works why yours is going bad and you know um and i talk a lot about that you know with people and they understand about well you know, like roofs, well, don't roofs last like forever? (laughs) No, they don't, you know, especially tile roofs. You have to explain to them why things go bad. Yeah, the tile will last 50 years, but the underlayment's not going to last, you know, maybe 10, 15 on the outside before you just go up there and you could break it and be brittle. So explaining that's important. But um, how do you you determine, for instance, when you go to a homeowner and they've got an older unit and you deal with several different manufacturers how do you choose a manufacturer to be matched up with a homeowner's home yeah so that's a great question
3: right because when we stop and think about it we we're all familiar with seeing a you know service trucks driving down the road and they're emblazoned with you know a particular manufacturer right um we don't sell every brand and so that's kind of the first thing um i'm not beholden to any one manufacturer. And the reason for that is these companies are acquired by large conglomerates. They can change different manufacturing styles or locations that affects the downstream customer, right? So we test all of the different products um, before we even say we're going to launch that and recommend it to a homeowner. So we do our due diligence to make sure that one, um, the product is viable for the consumer, meaning that even with all the innovations and technology and things like that, it's gonna have the support of the manufacturer. We're gonna have things available for us long-term, right? Not just jumping on every new wave that comes around. So once we kind of identify the, the, the groups that we do want to work with, then it's just a matter of fact-finding with the homeowner. Um, what I always tell everybody is, this right here has more computing power in it um, than what the first Apollo missions had to go to the moon. Right. right? We were
1: talking about it. We're looking talking about Oh yeah. IPhone. I forgot.
3: I, I do a YouTube show. So we always have, so we have cameras up every, so my cell phone, our cell phones have unlimited knowledge and uh, information at our fingertips. And so when we understand that, we don't hide from that with our consumers because they can go in and find information. Uh, we make sure to include them in that journey. So when we ask them questions, when we point them in directions that they can then verify that themselves and they can feel good about the choices that they make. So it's really just all about asking the right questions, understanding
1: what they're looking to accomplish, and then helping them with the right solution. Yeah. I think, I think that's really important. You know, on your website, you've got, uh, several different, you have three facts on the homepage that scroll. And I think the, the first one I think is, is. Pretty explicit where it says, and and this goes, I think, along with what you mean about informing the customer. Getting ripped off by big AC isn't cool, and I don't think getting ripped off by any company is cool. <laughs> to the truth, right? But ex- explain that how that how that came to be. Yeah.
3: So it's it's really a mindset, right? And and we've all experienced it, whether it's a home services company or a home treatment company whatever it is right we've all seen where it's become the technician coming in has become less and less and it's now become a sales technician right yes and so their whole goal is to push and drive sales and that mindset can be whether you're in one truck or have 150 trucks in your company and so what we said is that mindset is the part that's that's toxic for the industry right when you think about an appliance repairman, right? The Maytag man commercials, right. you know, he just showed up with a red toolbox to fix your washing machine, right? right? Now you call somebody, their whole goal is to sell you a new one. We almost have built in obsolescence and everything. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. Even just in the mindset of the contractor. And so what we said is that that's not acceptable and getting ripped off that way is not right because not every repair manifests itself as being a replacement. There's, there's opportunities and solutions that can be found to help people lengthen the life of their system, uh, maintain their system. And because for some families, you know, a $12,000 unit replacement might as well be $12 million, right? So making sure our technicians are trained in all the solutions that we can provide homeowners, make sure that we retain those customers long term and that they are happy with the solutions that they come up with.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important. And, you know, I run into that, you know, with the solar systems that I sell too, because we operate on the same philosophy that you're saying about informing the customer, because there are, there are companies out there that, you know, they just want to, they want to just sell you panels Mm -hmm. and then they sell you more panels, but, you know, to be able to go back in and, and really hone down what are you buying and what's that fee going to do to replace what you're paying a utility company. And it's not just like that salesperson going up there, you know? Um, and I was actually, you know, up on the roof with uh, the latest sale that I did for a solar system. And, you know, the the tech was up there. He was purely, purely involved in dealing with measurements Panel placement, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that he can go back and take an honest assessment to go back with the engineer to confirm what we had already estimated out. But again, the, I think there has to be a fine line between sales and technician. And I, unfortunately, I think in today's society, you're right, um, that, that fine line is getting blurred a lot. Hundred percent,
3: and and when that mindset of big AC is what we call it in the company, when you have technicians that are motivated off of their commissions for the solution, right? Right. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to give the highest rated ticket that they can, right? Because that's sure. how they provide for their families and all of that. That's not bad. I'm not conde- you know condemning that. We're just saying we don't do that. Our our service techs are not salespeople. They're there to provide the right solution. If the solution is a new system, awesome. Let's talk about that. Let's find the right thing. But that's not what we're going to jump to. So it's really a mindset that we we teach and we preach to everybody, from the person who answers your phone to the person that files your warranty. Right? Is that's the mindset that we go in it with. Sure, absolutely.
1: Um, Mel, how often do you find that some of the interior design work that you do in somebody's home and redesign need? like HVAC uh, remodel work and, and have them, the ducts actually moved. Do you come across well, that a lot? I can tell
2: you that that happens often. Um, you know, I think it, it, especially if they're opening up, you know, spaces or if they're raising ceilings, right. Like I can just speak on, on one of the projects that we're on now and, um, everything had to be rerouted up to the roof because it was a flat roof and they wanted to raise, you know, an older home It was actually Haber home. Um, and they used the old school ductwork running down the halls and feeding all the rooms and to try to get that height, at least 10, eight foot, um, you know, ceiling height, uh, it, it makes sense. And so, yeah, sometimes you have to do that. Um, it really just depends on the situation, but, you know, I would say, too, that um, there's a lot of opportunity out there when it comes to HVAC. And, and it doesn't just have to be your, you know, two ton or whatever ton unit. You know, you've got those many splits now that are quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, Steve, they're, you know, and I don't you know, I don't know if you guys were going to talk about this shortly, but they're better. It's a better opportunity to use, um, say, for that multi-generational living where you have like an in-law suite or like, say, we're doing an addition on a house. That might be a better opportunity. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I could be. Uh, this is your specialty, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think in the U.S. we are used to seeing that, mm-hmm. um, at least in the, the Western part um, of the United States, I think in other countries, that's pretty much all they use.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, um, so the, the ductless, mi- so y- mini splits are a phenomenal choice. Um, we do a lot of them, um, and they're phenomenal, um, because you can do, um, a whole home with ductless and ducted mini splits, um, that are phenomenal. And, uh, it it is a great problem solver especially if you are doing like an addition um and we're just talking about a casita or something like that it is it's energy efficient um and choosing the the only downside with them is choosing the right one um because there are a lot out there that you can buy online as you know kits um mm-hmm. but the major manufacturers we're, we're providing a 10 year parts warranty and a 10 year labor warranty on our mini split systems. And so they're, they're phenomenal and it's a great way to go. Yeah. It's, and
1: you know, in, you know, touching base on two of your points, Mel, you know, a lot of times if, if, if you do a remodel and you're raising ceilings and maybe Mm -hmm. the rafters are going the wrong direction and there's just not enough room. So a lot of, a lot of remodel work that where they bring the ductwork and they put it on the roof and i've I've seen this happen before and they do that and no one no one's taken the time to actually say hey by the way we're not cooling all of phoenix when we're putting your ductwork up there we need to protect it and either foam it or do something to do a a barrier against it. One of the great barriers that we had one of our guests on was green cork products where they actually spray. It's a 16th of an inch. It, it doesn't even have an R rating. It's, it's a radio, it's like a, um, a, almost like a radiant barrier. Mm-hmm. And that's what it does in the insulation value is unbelievable. So be able to do something like that and keep the air going so that you, yeah, you can have your remodel, but you don't want to increase your electric bill. And then the mini splits, you know, we were talking with somebody out in Apache Junction. They want to add a room on to their, an extra room for their, have a patio off their kitchen. They want to enclose and make a room. The unit's new enough. But does it warrant the fact that because of the way it's going to be constructed and framed to be able to run ductwork from where it is in the kitchen? So, again, in that sense, situation, a mini split would be the ideal situation and uh, the most cost effective thing.
3: Yeah. And there's lots of different things. So like what you guys are talking about, especially like Scottsdale, um, Phoenix, Arcadia areas where you do have a lot of flat roofs and everyone had those old soffit styles running through their house. Uh, We actually work with a ductwork manufacturer that makes these four inch high velocity uh, ductwork. Um, And we have done so many of them. They make really, so Mel, for you in the interior design world, their registers don't look like every other registers. Um, They're really low key. They hide very well in a ceiling. So we actually work with a lot of interior designers and architects with these. So one, old school, we used to run it up on the roof. Now, even if the trusses are running the wrong way, that four inch can run anywhere and we can fill that space really nicely. So we're always trying to look for those opportunities that not only are functional, but are aesthetically pleasing. Because there's a lot of people who want to update things and we want to make sure that their space, especially in a modern contemporary setting, looks really good. Yeah. And so we're always looking for those different those different things. Well, it's
1: important that in and one thing I want to just touch before we go to break is the fact that when you take the design aspect into what you're doing, it's important because I think I think as a homeowner, it, it's going to it's gonna be better for them to, mm-hmm. to know that you have their back and then you're looking out for their best interest instead of just selling them like a new unit or you have to do it this way. But, you know, um, you know, just because it it has to be, but there all are alternatives. And when you lay those out for the homeowner, let them make the choice. hundred percent. And then this way they, you know, they made the choice. So they're going to have to either like it or not when it's finished and it's not going to be come back on you.
3: Exactly. And and that's where we love that, you know, just like Mel, I'm sure you love it when you have a really awesome client to work with and you're all kind of working together and you get that synergy going you can create those spaces that everybody's happy with. That's what we love. Yeah. We love when we provide that solution, the customers involved with it from, from Jump Street and the final product, man, they feel good about it. And we can feel good about it as a company that we help them with that.
1: Great. Great. All right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more with our good friend, Andrew Jouse from Fact HVAC. And we're going to get into a couple of more uh, FAQ questions that we have for him. So I want everybody to stay tuned. You are listening to Boxcar Universe.
2: with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors.
0: Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supplies Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org.
4: Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs,
1: and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. All right. We are back and you're listening to Boxcar universe. And, uh, with us today is Andrew Jouse from a uh, fact HVAC. And we are talking heating and air conditioning and all things to, uh, make your home feel comfortable. And, um, and your wallet comfortable because that's important. You want to make sure your wallet feels comfortable and doesn't feel like uh, someone's reaching in there and taking more than they should. And I think that's that's a good part of it. And you know the 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 balance that that we as business people have to 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 do is so important because, like you say, it's not all product. It's not all customer service. It, it it's a combination of both. And I think. Um, and during the break, we were talking a little bit about video and film work. Okay. And touching base on, on the, the combination of, of what we do here in the media on Boxcar Universe and plus the video work that we've done. If you watch TV and I, I, I challenge any one of our listeners to, to say that I'm wrong and you're going to make that statement. If you watch, let's say, for instance, we're going to use Mel as an example. Okay, Mel.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: If Mel is doing an interior design show on H- HGTV, okay, and let's just say, and this would never happen. I want to make sure that's very clear about what I'm going to say. It would never happen. But just suppose that they didn't like the way she presented the great work that she does, even though it's great work. You're gonna, you're not going to be drawn to that show because you can't connect with the host. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, she does a show that people love because they love the topic, but they love the way it's presented in the way she presents herself. And she's passionate about what she does, which is all the truth. Anyway, they're going to be gravitated toward that second person. And I think that's so important when we do our businesses, because they will see your passion, that you're honest, that you, that you want to do nothing but the best for them. And then you're, you want to, like, I always say, you know, you want to be, I want to be, I want to be that go-to person for somebody's home for life. When I do that first job, I want to be there and be that there for when they need somebody. They don't have to call anybody else because they've had a great experience and they tell their, their friends and family and that's what's good. So especially when you get into high ticket items, like an HVAC unit, you know, that's, that's getting up there in price and you know, you've got to be able to know that, those people are honest and I always urge, and I'm sure you get this too, Andrew, that people, you encourage them to do their, their due diligence mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, you're, you know, you're reputable, you're, you know, you've got a good credit rating with the BBB and all of that, so just to, just to give them the peace of mind. Yeah, it's,
3: it's a huge thing. You know, we always liken it to in, in software and development, there's what's called UI UX, or there's the user interface and then the user experience. We want to make sure that that, that interface, that first interaction between a new customer and us is awesome. When they call in, they feel good. They feel comforted. Um, nobody wants to call a, you know, air conditioning company. Everybody wants to call Mel because they make their house look pretty. You know, she's going right. to make their house look amazing. People only call us because it's really hot in their house. That's never a good day, right? So we want to make sure that first interaction is awesome. And then all the way that experience with the company from booking their call, you know, booking their appointment online, finding pricing on our website so they know exactly how much the air conditioner system is going to cost before we even show up. You know, it's that experience that draws draws them to us and keeps us um, in in top of mind with them so they don't feel bad when we show up.
1: Well, it's good. Yeah, they need need to they need to feel good about help is here. Exactly, absolutely. Tell our listeners a little bit what the the proper plan is for maintenance on your system, so that this way they could know. And I want everybody to hear it and keep it in the forefront of their mind, or you could even say in the back of their mind because it's holiday season. But next year, you know, when we start thinking about springtime, okay. What's the best course of maintenance to be able to keep your unit, you know, uh alive and well and living as long as
3: possible? Right. So first things first, in Arizona, the best thing you can do for maintenance is to go to facthvac.com and book us to come.
1: I knew that. That was the first (laughs) that's the first thing.
3: Um, but no, seriously, the the biggest thing is um we recommend that everybody one does at least two maintenances a year. Um We even can throw that third in if it just gives you peace of mind. And that's really just a a consumer mindset, right? There's really two different types of customers. You have your proactive and you have your reactive customer. A proactive customer may do three visits. They might in the middle of summer because it's going on so long. What do we have like, 118 days of over 112 degrees. Oh, right. (laughs) I wish that was a bit much. So in that stretch, you may want to have us come out to make sure that nothing is going to happen. But at minimum, two visits, once, one in the spring and one right after summer. Because it's just like if you do a heavy workout or you go run a marathon, what do you do? Well, you just don't go sit on the couch and go to sleep, right? Because you're going to wake up, feel like crap. Right. You're going to stretch, make sure you're okay after that. That's the same thing we want to do with your air conditioner. We want to make sure that after that abuse that it just went through in the summertime, that it's in good condition, that when you do need it, nothing's going to be wrong. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, parts wear out. You know, Uh, do you find... Uh, many units that are left using the old refrigerant, the R22.
3: Oh yeah. In Arizona, they're still, they're still out there's still, there's hundreds huh? of thousands of them. Oh my God. And so, you know, that's, and that's part of the education process, right? Um, that system, I mean, we literally just replaced a system two weeks ago that the unit was 35 years old and was still working. No way. Oh, a hundred percent. And really? they're, and they're everywhere. Right, and you you can drive anywhere, and you can, especially the rooftop units. You can see there's some from 1985, right? And so, if you maintain a system properly, you can you know keep it going a very long time. Um, so there's still people using it. Um, how do you get how do you get the refrigerant? So there's one you can still buy it. It's still available. It's still available. It's very expensive. They also make drop in replacements for it that aren't as effective, but they can still be used. And this is all part of that factual solution finding mission that we go on. if a consumer you know let, let's say it's it's an older customer who's on a fixed income and maybe they have a repair that they can do on that thirty plus year old system that'll keep it going, yeah, it might be expensive, quote unquote for us for them, but it's maybe it's going to be far less cheaper than a whole new system, yeah, so it's just finding that balance,
1: yeah, so yeah, it's it, yeah, because when you think about it because I years ago when they first said they were going to make the change, you know, it's like, I talked to a lot of people, there like panic was oh, yeah. setting in. Oh my God, I'm going to go have to pay a new, pay for a new unit, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that there, that there's still so many out there.
3: There's, oh, there's, there's thousands of them. And right. that's, and that's why, again, it goes back to the culture that we're building with the company. Because of that, there's a lot of companies that see that just as that's the land rush, right? And we have a new refrigerant that's going to come out at the end of next year. You know, that's that's the land rush is let's go ahead and try to sell as many of these because, oh, you have an old R-22. You have to replace it. They don't have to do anything, right? They have to keep their home cool. And we're going to make sure they can do that the best way for the them. The
1: best way. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Andrew, we, we, we have so many different things that I'm sure that customers have, uh, you know, or our listeners have that hopefully are potential customers for Fact HVAC. But uh, due to the time constraints, we've got no things to do. But tell our listeners how they could contact you and uh, have you come out and, and assess their system.
3: Yeah. So f- the best way possible is go to our website, FactHVAC.com. Uh, you can see everything about us there. Uh, you can even book your appointments online. You don't even have to call us. Um, our live schedule is posted directly on our website. Um, then take a look at our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube. We have a a YouTube channel where we post product reviews. We do a series called in good company. Uh, we do Instagram lives. We do all the socials. So come hang out with us, learn a little bit about us and what we offer, and we'd be happy to take
1: care of everybody. It's great. And then, and, uh, You've been here in the Valley for how long?
3: So as a company or just personally?
1: Well, both.
3: Both. So, uh, personally I moved here, my parents moved us out here when I was 16. So that was in 90, 98. Uh, so I've been out here since 1998. Um, I fact HVAC is my third company here in the Valley.
1: Um, and we started the company five years ago. Okay. So, yeah. But you've made, obviously you've made quite an impact on, and your philosophy is going to, I think it's going to go a very long way.
3: Yeah. We love it. Uh, I love when my guys roll up and they can feel proud on the back of our trucks. It says getting bit ripped off by big AC isn't cool. And we see guys that are always like, well, what's that
1: supposed to mean? And oh, yeah. we can spread the philosophy of who we it's are a, and what it's we do. It's a great conversation break. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Andrew, thanks so much for being on no, Boxcar you, Universe. First time, but hopefully not last time. Anytime. All right. All Thanks, right. Mel. All right. Andrew. Thank you. Andrew Joust from Fact HVAC. We're um, a great company. And uh, as we said, it's a great philosophy. So I want to make sure that all our listeners in the Phoenix, Maricopa County area, Scottsdale, Glendale, wherever you're, uh, wherever you're living here in the Valley of the Sun, make sure you check them out and make sure you call them before it starts getting hot. Don't wait, get them to come out and do an assessment of your unit so that you don't have any surprises. The last thing you want has had, like we had in July and all those days over 110 and it go out. So make sure that you do everything possible, but coming up after the break, we have another great, Person with us, Corey McGuire, will be here, and he's going to be introducing introducing us to the Eco's Power Cube, which is the 21st century solution to harnessing solar power in the most unique way that you ever imagined. You will be amazed. Make sure you stay locked into Boxcar Universe. We'll be right back.
5: Hi, I'm Sean with Mr. Electric and I have a tip to help make your life better. One important reminder is to call a qualified electrician when you have frequent problems with blowing fuses or tripping circuit breakers. When a circuit breaker trips or a fuse blows, it's indicating that you have a problem with some other part of the circuit. If your breaker trips more than once, you should have a qualified electrician come out and take a look at it. Contrary to what may be acceptable, you really shouldn't try to continuously try to reset the breaker because there may be a problem somewhere else down the circuit and you could be causing a fire hazard. There could be a loose connection or some other form of problem on the circuit. And every time you reset the circuit breaker, it could be causing a spark at the other end. We recommend having a qualified electrician come out and check on the condition of the circuit and make sure that the circuit does not have any problems. And it could just be a bad breaker also, but you definitely want to have a qualified electrician check that out. To have someone come out from our team may only take a portion of a day, but it could potentially save you a lot of money or your life. And that's just another way Mr. Electric has the power to make your life better.
2: This is Mel Alva, your co host of Boxcar Universe. With today's trends to live a more sustainable lifestyle, you definitely want to choose a container home builder you can trust. Tailored container homes can give you that peace of mind. Taria Shepherd, the owner, along with her knowledgeable staff, can guide you through the process of achieving your dream, your own container home. From design to completion, satisfaction is guaranteed. Contact them today at www.tailoredcontainerhomes.com or call 380-900-7588. That's three eight zero nine zero zero seven five eight eight. 900 7588
1: We are back, and you are listening to the holiday edition of Boxcar Universe. And uh, we want to thank uh, Andrew Joust again for being on the show today. A great HVAC company here in the Valley of the Sun, but um, I tell you, Mel, you know, I had I had come across the Eco's Power Cube online, and it was just you know you know when you see certain things. And it did when that that hit you. I mean, you know, and you you've just got to find out more about this. I saw this container, you know, online that had all these solar panels on it, and I'm like, wait a minute, they're not just mounted on it. It did. It's a system, and I dug into it a little further, you know, and I'm like, I have to reach out to this company, and I reached out to uh, Corey's dad, Dennis. And and Dennis and I had a great conversation, and uh, Corey has been so gracious to take out some time out of his busy schedule, because I know we're all trying to get everything done before Christmas. And uh, we want to welcome to the show today, Corey McGuire. And Corey, thanks so much for being uh, on the show today. And uh, this is such a great thing, because, you know, I I see it, you know, looking at it from Uh, a container home standpoint. And Mel and I have spoken to many people throughout uh, the last few years about people wanting to do container home communities. This power Eco's power cube would be so ideal, especially for, you know, when you build out container home communities, there's not a lot, you mean you need power. So what's the other choice that people like to use? Well, they just go out and get big generators. But this is a 21st century way of actually bringing power to um, a site and it's got so many other uses to it. I mean, uh, the possibilities are endless, but tell our listeners about the company and you and how all this got started. Thanks, Steve. It's such a pleasure to be
4: on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, this is, um, it's really a product that's been over 20 years in the making. Um, It's considered the world's largest mobile solar power generator. Um, It was first um, created out of my dad's uh, brain in about 2006, um, and it has been uh, a pet project of ours for many, many years. Uh, my dad is one of these prolific inventors. He has over 40 U.S. and international uh, patents in various technologies from the mobile wastewater treatment space um, all the way to technologies like this. And what you see in industry and what we've seen for many, many years is um Uh, the use of containers you know which you um feature a lot on on this podcast and and how do we uh, utilize shipping containers to to make them better and work within our lives um and the challenge when it comes to bringing solar in a containerized footprint um, is you're typically limited to just the square footage of the roof Um, so my dad uh, spent many many years racking his brain on how to add more square footage um in some sort of a system that could deploy at a moment's notice within minutes um most people have tried in the past to uh ship the solar panels within the container where you arrive on site and you have to assemble and start putting something together his dream was that you could ship something on a train plane or boat um, and push a button and it open up and give you the amount of square footage that you need. So um, solar, as we know, is only so efficient. Um, we need more solar panels to, to power you know, pretty cool technologies and components. Um, so one day he was sitting at his desk and he was pulling his drawer out to get a pencil. And we had one of our containerized water treatment systems sitting in front of his office. Um, and it hit him like a light bulb. Um, that the solar plan, panel should deploy in a drawer-like function. And so he was the first person uh, to file a U.S. patent on that. It took about seven years. Um, it's taken many more years to bring it to market and actually uh, have something that you truly can push a button and deploy like a transformer um, for all types of applications.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You know, when we think about what it could be used here, you know, and, uh, you know, we had uh, some people on from... Uh, freight farms where they do actually hydroponic uh growing f- of food inside a shipping container vertically it grows vertically and we had talked about you know my first thought that came to my mind you know other uses like outside of outside of this planet where they could send those to the moon or a planet and grow food because when they send human beings there they're going to need it they're going to need power as well and this could work anywhere could work on earth could work on the moon could work on mars because there's there's solar energy coming from the sun no matter what planet you're on and it could generate power anywhere it's just it's just an amazing amazing idea and i was intrigued by your dad when he explained the the simplicity of it and how the idea came to him and i think that is so um Indicative somebody like your dad who has been an inventor pretty much his whole life, right? Yeah, I can tell you,
4: um, as we know, really good design is very simple. Um, So this is very simple, but very complicated at the same time. uh, It had never been done before. Um, so he was the first to come up with the concept, and um, but it is very simple. Um, and my dad has operated heavy equipment and containerized machines around the world for most of his life. So he knows that something has to uh, be simple and function um, and deploy very easily. And so this allows for that. And really, um, to your point earlier, um, it's really not necessarily about the solar panels, Um, When it comes to the power cube, it's about the components that we can power um, by giving a container more square footage of solar panels. So very cool technologies that are continuing to advance today, um, like atmospheric water generation, for example, where we could create water from the air and the sun with no uh, input of fossil fuels um, or no water line. Um, Cellular communications. uh, uh, We have uh, wind turbines that we're adding now. Starlink satellite communications very very cool technologies uh think uh one example um is in uh in very remote uh large ranches and farms where there's no water for animals you can uh, attach a submersible, submersible pump to this system and pull water um, from beneath the earth to create water for animals lots of very very cool components and as we know um uh we're moving to a time in history where we are trying to have quiet energy and solar allows that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So can you explain to our listeners a little bit about okay, so we've got a container we've got a 40 uh, foot containers, right? They're all 40 footers. Yes, and
4: we we actually uh can deploy in any size whether it's a 10, 20, 40 foot container uh this next year you'll be seeing different models from uh three axle trailerized versions all the way to the 10 20 and 40 foot standard containerized footprints
1: okay all right so yeah so i'm just you know for all our listeners if you you want to see exactly what it looks like and then how it looks you could actually go and uh, just google ecos power cube and you'll be able to see what what the actually containers look like with the, uh, solar plant panels deployed. And I think it's, it's just amazing. What else is in the, in the container itself underneath when the panels deploy or their inverters in there or what else is in there to, to connect and you be able to, you know, hook up things to, for power.
4: Absolutely. So we have a base model, um, and then there's lots of options and upgrades that you can certainly um, attach to this sort of a system. The technology in and of itself is the deployable concept of solar panels. Um, but uh, standard systems come with batteries, inverters. Um, we have options for uh, an onboard diesel generator, uh, wind turbine Um, to keep the batteries charged uh, when there's not much sun out or it's too windy and the solar panels have to be um, brought back in. It's very important that you have something that continues to keep the batteries charged. Um, We have options for Starlink uh, satellite communications now, Wi-Fi, cameras, um, we're even in our new, our latest version, adding a solar EV charging station. Um, so if you'd like to place one of these in the middle of, of a, um, tiny home community, for example, you have the ability to charge your electric vehicle. So very, very cool components that can be added to, um, lots of different customer
1: scenarios. That's, I mean, that's really, that's really, it, again, another way to be able to provide power for the things that make our lives function very easily. But, um, as somebody who actually sells solar, I'm interested in, you know, um, the size of the panels, how many kilowatts does each panel rated for? So, um, we have a
4: couple of different, uh, versions. So, um, I'll give you one example. Um, we have a seven, we have a 7.2 PW um model that's coming out this next year that has 16 uh 450 watt solar panels. Okay. So
1: they're 450s. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because a lot of the ones that we'll put that are we put on homes are usually around 410. Yep. But 450, yep. yeah, that's yeah, that's great. Yep. It's actually uh, we have we've got 16,
4: 455 watt solar panels on our on our newest version. Um that'll be coming out this next year
1: and that's really that's really interesting so and and all these are being manufactured in uh Florida or California Florida
4: yep our base of operations is in Florida um and uh you know uh listeners can uh reach out to you for more information um or get a get a hold of us as well
1: yeah that would be that would be really, really interesting to be able to get in and I think any developer of any kind of property with homes, not just residential, but commercial, this would be, this would be an ideal way to be able to use it. And again, it's for, for a large developer, it's not like a one-time buy. It's, it's something that actually is, uh, can be moved from project to project. I mean, I think it's a, it's an amazing thing. Again, and also like one of the things that it could be used for obviously is emergency emergency responses especially when they have hurricanes and in all these natural disasters where power outage gets out and you, you wouldn't have to hear stories on the news about oh well they've been out of power for days you know i mean think about people that don't have the don't have batteries or don't have generators i mean that's it. What are they going to do? They're going to go find their friends and family or neighbors that have power because they have to kind of huddle together just to have energy. But this is a a, a great way to be able to do that. Um, would you foresee in the near future of like different municipalities and ut- utility companies having these kind of units uh, for emergency responses in such such situations?
4: For sure. Yeah, there's so many applications um, for this type of a system, from commercial and industrial applications, um, all the way to emergency response, disaster preparedness, um, off-grid residential uh, homes, tiny home communities. Um, When it comes to uh, 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 emergency response and disaster preparedness, that's a huge market, um, especially when we see uh, you know, we come from, uh, Florida, Florida is, has been our home for many, many years and we've dealt with significant hurricanes, um, all the way down to, uh, hurricane Andrew when I was just three or four years old. Um, and what happens in a situation like that is access to fuel becomes, uh, non-existent, um, access to communications becomes non-existent. The cell phones don't work, radio, nothing Nobody is works. is available. So, um, uh, certainly, uh, to have a series of these systems ready to ready to go across the United States in all different types of municipal municipalities, whether it being in Florida for hurricanes um, or California for fires. Um, one thing to consider here um, is it, it's been hard for many, many years to compete with fossil fuels and diesel generators and the ease and the cost effectiveness of bringing in standard generators. What we've learned over time is it becomes very hard. For, for example, I'm in California today. Um, in California, they've had many, many fires where homes and communities are destroyed for years to come. It becomes challenging to just run on diesel generators for the next one, two, three years, um, strictly due to the noise. Um, so when you come into a community and you have to have backup emergency power, it's really important that it's it's quiet. and. Um, your standard footprint of a trailer or container is really just not enough solar to get the job done. So because of our patent, because of our concept, um, you're able to get approximately 400% more, four times the amount of solar in a given trailerized, immediately deployable uh, footprint. So yeah, the the options are, are endless um, when it comes to commun- communities and developers. Um, lots of applications to design the communities of the future. Um, also for people that want to be their own developers and place a home on a piece of land and um, want to connect to a system and be completely off the grid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we get to, when we come back, we're going to have more from Corey and the Eco's Power Cube, and uh, we've got a lot of other questions and some other things we want to share with you. Uh, before we wrap up for the holiday. So I want everybody to stay tuned. You are listening to Boxcar Universe.
0: Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Dubell from Ideal Home Improvement. The uncertainty of our economy is very troublesome. Interest rates are rising and inflation is high. The utility cost of energy is forever rising. The good thing is that we as homeowners can do something about our energy bill right now and in the future. Solar energy is literally the best investment you can make at this moment and the most likely to steady your finances through uncertain times. Think about this. If you could have locked down the cost of your energy bill 10 years ago, would you have done it? I think your answer would be yes. Think of the savings you could be enjoying right now as your neighbors who don't have solar are at the mercy of the utility companies. Let Ideal Home Improvement review your energy bill and see what a solar system on your home can do for your family and budget. Just give us a call at 602-332-6203 or email us at steve at idealhomeimprovementaz.com. Let me help you start saving today. We are back, and you're tuned into Boxcar Universe, and we are here today with Corey McGuire, with the phenomenal Eco's Power Cube invention that's going to be, uh, as, as we say, hitting the streets in 2024 in, in a big way, and with a lot of different, uh, you know, applications that I think. Uh, It it all depends on, you know, what your needs are when it comes to power. But, you know, before the break, Corey, I think you made a very good uh, point about especially, you know, um, we had a gentleman on who is actually supplying collapsible uh, container dwellings to Maui. And, you know, um, I had spoken to him via email about, uh, I think it was, just before Thanksgiving and I asked them how things were going out there and it's, 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 it's going very slow. And he says a lot of the problems are the infrastructure rebuild. And I think, like you said, how long can you run a community and rebuilding on generators? You know, and I think the, the, the bureaucracy sometimes gets in the way of people trying to help people recover from some of these natural disasters. And um, he said that that's something that is, they're just having to deal with out there. But then the, the people, I mean, I don't know if you heard a little while, maybe I think it was about two weeks ago, I heard that those people that are that they put up in some of these hotels that a lot of time the tourists go in, they're getting kicked out because they need they need the room for the tourists to come back in. Okay, so now where do these displaced people go? And just the rebuilding process, it's, it's down to a crawl. But the energy to be able to build them, uh, the Eco's Power Cube would be ideal in that application. As, as you know, that's one of the most recent disasters that we've all been uh, shown on the in the media. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely
4: correct. It, diesels and generators are in, incredib, incled, incredibly easy to use and operate um, for short periods of time and when fuel is readily available. Um, any sort of longer period of time, more than half an hour or an hour, um, becomes uh, terrible to deal with. And you see some of these uh, camps. Um, in lots of situations uh, that we build to help house people after uh, disasters which strike every part of the world. Um, uh, you're housing hundreds, if not thousands of people, and um, it becomes very difficult to listen to generators uh, screaming for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and very expensive and costly, and the fumes. It just We're moving to a place in history, and it's taken a long time um, where we can actually deploy a trailerized solar power generator uh, with quiet, constant power.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it, it. That is that that in itself is going to be um, something that's it's going to be phenomenal because I'm sure I'm sure your dad had thought about this too. When you think about it, you know, we've been solar technology has gotten to the point where now it's 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 fine tuned, and to be able to think taking that kind of concept for your home and making it transportable is uh is just another leap forward when you think about it and uh it's 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 something that's sorely needed um go ahead yeah no
4: and i think that we can think about this in different ways today um where for example uh municipalities don't have to necessarily bear the cost of you know just having uh, their own sets of systems. You know, I think there's really cool models moving forward where there can be uh, co-ops, for example, where multiple municipalities uh, pay into the concept of having these units on standby and they have access to it because most disasters don't hit uh, many places at once. um we're usually trying to come together and deploy resources to help other people uh, that are not near us. Um, so I think there's some very cool models uh, moving forward where, individual municipalities can own systems like this uh, to respond quickly and to to respond for a long time. Uh, you know, it's very easy to place these uh, types of containers and, and trailers in a building. And once the disaster is over, pull them out and uh, be ready to go.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that you're right. And then to be able to go back and it should, it sounds like it, judging it from my point of view is that if you take this concept in, it should be, put together in some kind of presentation to uh government officials in every state because this is something that I think that they should include in their in their budget to be able to have uh you know uh disaster preparedness with all the other things that they do, but to have some way to generate the power which is going to help them with all their other services that they're gonna be providing. Um, I think that's something that uh, should be introduced to the state legislatures.
4: Yep. And really what we've worked on for many, many years is to bring a version to market um, that is not only, um, you know, commercially ready to go anywhere in the United States, or world, but is more cost effective. When we first um, coined this concept, um, it was designed to a very high end military type grade uh, type of system where you could push it out of a C130 and provide power water and energy to you know uh, our troops and um very you know exotic applications um we're now getting to a point where we have um more cost effective systems that have everything um that uh, a wider customer base could deploy instantly and and really benefit from
1: yeah i mean it's just it's just amazing that you know uh, as we fine tune inventions and and where they're going tell us a little bit about where do you where do you foresee you know the future in this technology and and some of maybe some of the other applications that you you've got on the drawing board that you could share with us
4: for sure yeah no we've been we've been distracted with other
1: projects and and technologies
4: and products for many many years and so this last year there's been a big push um, to revitalize this pro- this product and, and bring it to market and uh, make it available for the masses. So we've got a really exciting model that'll be uh, you know hitting the roads here. Um, in the coming months. it's uh, our, our standard new version um, will have a 7 kW solar panel array. It'll be on a triple axle uh, trailer that can be pulled by any sort of vehicle. Um, whether it's a homeowner or a you know local municipality. Um, it'll have an 8KW onboard diesel gen set, batteries, inverters, um, a wind turbine to keep, as I mentioned, the batteries charged. Um, we have a Starlink, uh, cameras for security and surveillance. Think if um, uh, a firefighting team deploys, they can immediately put this up and power lights and cameras um, to report back to anyone who um, is, is dispatching the situation. Um, So a very cool model that is the best of everything um, that we've thought of in more than 20 years now um, and should should have models start hitting the West Coast as well as the East Coast in the coming months.
1: And that is going to be something that I think everybody should uh, look into and look forward to Um, in the way of the in the way of the containers. um, Do you find it using new containers or or used containers or. Where do you, where, what, how do you, how, where, where does that begin? Sure. So uh, when it comes
4: to our part of it, um, we can either manufacture the concept within an integrated container or um, place it on top of an existing container. Um, So really it's up to the the client to choose when it goes on a containerized footprint. Um, When we build things and sell them to clients, um, we build everything brand new. Um, So everything is coming from a brand new uh, container. We've spent many years modifying uh, recycled shipping containers, but certainly um, you can use both concepts. We everything we manufacture is brand new.
1: Is brand new. Okay, that's that's really great. But we'll be we're going to be looking forward to this and see how they're going. And I'd like to keep uh, have you and your dad keep us posted on this and and going forward into twenty twenty four and as they uh, they start heading out across the country. Once they're, they're all completely manufactured. Um, I definitely want to want to be able to, uh, check out these and see them in person and be able to give our listeners a little bit of idea. And, and, uh, as they say, seeing is believing. And I think when you go online and you look it up and you see exactly what we're talking about, um, if you are any kind of business person, in, investor, or whatever you think that this kind of power generated could do for you and what you're doing. Um, you know, I would surely would like you to reach out and, uh, touch base, you know, with Corey, um, or me, and we could always uh, hook you guys up and do that, but tell our listeners a little bit where they can go see it. What's the best way to contact you and, uh, all I could, uh, contact information
4: for sure. Yeah. I would tell uh, everyone to to simply Google the Ecos power cube um, and you'll see it um, come up and you'll, you'll find your way to us or or to certainly uh, come through Steve here in the podcast. Um, you know, we'd love to hear that uh, uh, people are coming through the podcast and you know, it's, it's one of these products. I'll tell you that when you see it, it, it immediately excites you. It's one of these very cool products Um, That is very transformer-like and very interesting and very innovative. Um, So I would definitely recommend that everyone go online and and watch some videos. You'll see me walking up to it and pushing a button and the entire uh, system opening up and closing. Um, So yeah, lots of opportunities this next year. I even see uh, incredible opportunities with large-scale rental companies around the United States to have these on location so that they can put them into rental programs and have them in local markets.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. You know, we always pride ourselves for, uh, you know, here at Boxcar Universe, you know, we say that we're the source for cutting-edge information on container homes and container pools, but also, you know, with all the the great contacts and the great companies we've made contact with in 2023, you know, we, we could add uh, freight farms as one, as well as, uh, you know, the Eco's Power Cube. And to be able to go back and do that because it, it, it's all, it's all the idea of taking something that we use in, in, in basically everyday transportation and shipping of, of goods. And just when it gets here, it's not forgotten and thrown in a corner somewhere and, and allowed to rust on some landfill somewhere. We're able to use that and use our technology and, uh, again, it's and it, it's something that's not going in a landfill. And I think that's so important. And then you're able to, like you had said earlier, where you're able to take this in being able to extract water through the use of the system that's designed from air. I know a lot of people you know have heard that, but I don't think they can actually grasp the concept of how that actually is, but be able to make water from the air that you breathe that you can't see is just it's 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 definitely you know i don't want to say it's science fiction but it used to be but now it's it's no longer science fiction because you can actually do it definitely very exciting stuff
4: we've done it um we provided all of the drinking water to a town in uh uh, called waveland mississippi after hurricane katrina for six months they had no drinking water. People were walking five and 10 miles to access clean drinking water. Um, you know, we have everything at our fingertips today. The moment your world comes cr- crushing down, the basic need that we need is water. And, and my dad has spent most of his life um, around developing water treatment technologies and understanding that. So um, one of the the most important uh, applications we've ever seen is being able to uh, create water from air using the, the energy of the sun. Um, and we can do that with the Ecos power Keep. We've done it. Um, and I can tell you after a disaster, um, or even not when you're in a disaster and you're just trying to bring water to a place where it doesn't exist. Um, this is a solution. It works.
1: Yeah. It's so, it's so great. Corey, thanks so much for taking time out today. I know you've got a busy schedule, a busy day ahead and the rest of the week, but the, the best to you and your family this holiday season. And, uh, we will definitely touch base with you, uh, in uh, early 2024 and see how things are going. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time and we'll look forward to uh, uh, speaking with you again. All right. Great. Thank you so much, Corey. Yes, sir. Thanks. All right. And we want to wish all our listeners of Boxcar Universe, a Merry Christmas, happy new year, happy holiday season. And remember if you've got any questions about anything, Thing that you've heard on Boxcar Universe, make sure you can always touch base with Mel or I at BoxcarLiving at gmail.com and Steve at BoxcarUniverse.com. And we've got plenty of things coming your way in 2024. Um, Several of you have reached out to us and they're interested in not just single container homes, but multi container homes, uh, custom designed and uh, put together. So uh, we're going to share all that good stuff when they come to fruition. So make sure that if you have uh, thinking about a container home for 2024, whether it's a a small 20 foot VRBO uh, in your, in your backyard or something more elaborate, uh, we can help you with that. And always remember, let us containerize your lifestyle.
5: You're a great American. I love you.